everybody, welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. And that is Luna. Sitting on my lap, splayed out. Who knew you were a cat person? I mean, I did. But if you look back at episode two, you'll see a picture of Luna splayed out in Molly's lap. She, she's a weird, weird cat. She is. I thought, I'd, I thought I'd see how long she would last for this episode since she provided great hilarity. Then I just scratched her head and she's clawing into me. She might not last very long. No, she's going to climb my sound panels. So what's new this week? We're actually a little more on track this week. It's Wednesday. It is. Yes. I didn't want to keep pushing it back more and more. <laughs> Suddenly a week away. What um, happened? I don't know. <laughs> we we pushed it back like a day every week. We'd eventually be back where we started. Yeah, we'd lose a week somehow. That'd be weird. Yeah. Well, I um I sat on a patio with a friend and had a glass of wine last night, which was the first for time. For a I'd... long time. It was for a long time. Yeah, I was practically it, it, going to bed by the time it, it you was came a, home. A long time. It was actually only about two hours. It was a long time for Molly because she didn't come home until... When I would normally be there. It was 10. It was about time you normally go to bed. Yeah. All the kids were so put out that I didn't put them to bed last night oh, or come in so and upset. tuck them in. That means I need to be gone more at bedtime. For about an hour after we put the kids down, for about an hour after Molly had left, they would periodically come down. When's mom coming home? I need her to tuck me in. Where's mom at? Is mom coming home? When is mom coming to home? To be fair, they also do that when you are busy and don't tuck them in. They'll come yeah. and be like, can you tell dad to come tuck us in? It's a they very much, except for Faith. Faith doesn't know any better, so she doesn't know that she should insist on having you also tuck her Thankfully. In. Yeah. She's a popper in bed and leaver. She's the easiest one to put to bed, actually. So far. Well, it's because you can just put her in her crib and she has she to stay there. She didn't cry too much last night. But when I asked if she wanted Lily to carry her upstairs to bed, she goes, No, mommy. Mommy, mommy, mommy. Hey, who's carrying Lily up to bed tonight? I will. Okay, because I can probably put on my brace and carry her up. I no, just want to tell okay. my physical therapist. I figured that I would. So, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it is Wednesday night. And the National Weather Service is forecasting about 24 hours of pretty close to 60 mile an hour winds for us in Billings. And it started at about 7 o'clock tonight. And Lily is terrified of wind and storms. Like, shaking, uncontrollable fear. And um, she is sleeping currently on our second floor in Elise's room because they're into having slumber parties together which is sweet and it's fun and it's great and it minimizes the running up and downstairs to tuck children in problem that I normally have so I don't mind it I like having our sisters be friends um but she came she hears the wind more up there even with me playing some lullaby music really loudly and the air conditioning on fan mode blasting a full blast she came downstairs wailing about 15 minutes after I tucked her in 24 hours? It's supposed to like be like through tomorrow morning. At okay, least. through tomorrow morning is okay. I've got... We started another project. Um, and I've got to do some restaining on some giant timbers. I was trying to figure out what to say there. Like, 
Are you trying to there like, is some make funny... it into a big reveal? No, thing? no, no, no. There are some funny things to say about the projects you don't, you never intend that aren't even on your radar. And then your father-in-law comes in. My father-in-law comes in, Molly's dad, and he's wonderful. But all of a sudden, things that were never on my radar. He's fully are like, retired. I'm I'm doing these like tomorrow, so I spend you know, and it's only really I mean standing him is not a big problem. It's only an hour today and probably an hour tomorrow with Titus, and it went really fast. So it was a lot of fun, but but can we these talk things about that, you know the, it's like crazy why you're doing the staining or do you want to like save it for like the uh, well no so we so I've been doing for the last this is my second year now I've been doing some work for a friend's nursery some website work website content marketing etc for my friend's nursery and he's got all sorts of really cool really expensive things floating around their show yard their you know their nursery and uh some of them are stone pillars and log stumps and fountains and all these cool things but he does he frequently does things in groups of three which i think are really cool and i was like oh i love that's it. a landscaping design if you look at you the house you spent the summer doing that didn't you two summers two summers oh yeah and my the guy that I worked for did the landscape design for my parents' old house. Mm-hmm. And then after my brother had worked for the same guy that I did for a summer, my parents then paid him to spend an entire summer landscaping our yard. So I got to know the process. It was while I was in high school still. I knew the process as well as like all of the trees were in clusters of three, bushes in clusters of three. So, well, yeah, yeah, so he does these things. So I was always, there was, I've always been attracted to this. He's got three basalt. Well, I don't think he has them anymore. He sold them, but he had these basalt columns, basalt rock, and there was like eleven foot, nine foot, and something, and these clusters. These super tall pillar rocks. Super tall pillar rocks. I was just like, these would be really cool, right in this particular area, coming into our into our driveway, into our house, and just it'd look really cool right there. So, uh, but I don't have you know four thousand dollars to spend on couple yeah, of rocks 11 three foot, rocks 11 foot columns of rock so anyway we have an unlimited supply of timber thanks to the cabin of the crazies and we decided it would look equally cool to have uh peeled rough rough peeled timbers like tree trunks in this kind of the same sizes like taller than my jr yeah they're 11 f- i think i think we cut them to 11 9 and 7 that's so tall and <laughs> not only are they tall they're like a foot and a half wide. They are huge. This is going to make a massive statement. <laughs> so Titus and I, I and think I might have posted something at the end on of our Instagram. driveway yeah. behind our mailbox. In a group of three behind our mailbox. And then we'll put a metal cutout of our address yes. on one of them. Yes. So anyway, so this is turning into quite the project. So we've got an unlimited supply of timber. And thanks to the guy who comes up to our property and takes beetle kill logs. So the beetles come in. You probably aren't familiar with this. These beetles will come in and, and burrow under the bark and essentially sap all the nutrients from the tree. Well, it, yeah. And they it, will kill. It cuts off. Yeah. Cuts off everything. Because like, the, the bark is like your skin. You may get nutrients and stuff. In nutrients the, flow between the bark and the tree. So anyway. These, I homeschool. Yeah. So I so studied this the this The point year. is these beetles kill it and they multiply like crazy. They multiply like the coronavirus out of China. And it just it decimates whole force. And then at that point, your forest becomes a giant matchbox. One lightning bolt strike and poof, the whole mountain's up in smoke. Well, so we've been clearing 
on our private property that borders Forest Service who've been clearing all of the dead trees out. And he comes in. This He's a log home builder. He comes in and basically takes all these logs for, you know, we don't charge him anything for it. Because he's doing us a favor. He's doing us a favor. And he can turn around, peel them, limb them, and turn them into log homes for lots of money. Apparently, so he's, it's a doing, win-win. he's doing a billionaire's mansion right now in like 10 Sleep, Wyoming. That's awesome. The same place where C.J. Box writes his novel, his hmm. novel series with that uh, Forest Service guy. Funny. Anyway, so, you know, we don't, he's got all these logs. So, you know, your dad called him and said, hey, um, we, my kids have these log ideas they want to do. And he's like, oh, sure, come on down. You know, so all the logs were there. And Titus and I went down today and stained them. And we've got to do one more coat of stain, which is why I was hoping it's not going to be super windy and nasty. So we can stain tomorrow. If we wait too long with an oil-based stain, it gets all weird and you have to sand them down. Um, but then also doing five, uh, five other columns of timbers that are then going to have between them, they're going to have swings and rope climbs and everything else. And Molly's got a pattern laid out. So between the two ends and kind of a zigzag pattern and the two far end timbers are going to have a slack line between them, which is going to be super cool. Anyway, all of these posts, this is now, we're now at five, eight posts, eight giant timbers. All need concrete bases <laughs> and sono tubes and custom welded, bra- welded brackets and all this stuff that your dad is handling. No, my dad is just giddy. Which with... He's just, he's super excited. This is just so funny. So he's doing that. My sprinkler system, you know, this is the, tis the season to get your sprinkler system going. So we started working on that. We're suffering from lots of sand issues this year. So it's being, it's very hard to manage. Then I finally figure out, then we figure out what we're going to do. Thanks to your dad. Again, he's like, let's do this and this and this. And uh, okay, cool. He's re-engineering yeah. the entire let's system. Let's do it. And then, uh, so in the meantime, we're like, we'll do this this weekend. I'll run the sprinkler system a few times this week. Just keep things moist because it's really dry right now. And uh, it blows up. Literally. <laughs> Literally. My, I've got a valve on the bottom coming right out of the well before it gets to my spin-down filter. And the valve just blew up. And there's it was a lake. The dogs, I was like, what is that sound last night? It just, it never ends. The sprinkler problems never end. And I have at least a half a dozen sprinkler heads to... Um, fix so my dad is determined that at least the pump issue will end this year though <laughs> oh yeah no he was so funny because i was uh, we were texting back and forth and i was mentioning to your dad what tim was our neighbor was talking about sand he's like yeah it seems to fluctuate with the water tables and some years are great some years are great. and your dad's like yeah well we're gonna fix this permanently and i had this vision of arnold schwarzenegger and a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> permanently you're done um, which really cracked me up. Uh, so there's that project. There's the sprinkler project. Um, and then we're while we're digging post holes, you guys, if we've got a, a bobcat and an auger, we might as well do a new mailbox because ours is hideous. Uh, no offense to the previous owners. It's very ugly. And there's a wasp nest being built in it right now. I don't know if you knew that. They're it almost, can get in under yeah. a, a rock. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to pull the existing one. We've got a new design we want to do, but it requires pulling the old one. So we'll use the skid steer for that to pull up all the concrete base and then drop it in, drop new concrete in. So Are you going to use the auger to dig holes for trees as long as you've got it? Um, the, the, auger, uh, the auger is only uh, 10 inches, 10 inch wide, oh. which is not, is generally, it goes way deeper than we need it to go. 
But and do you have to go that deep enough. with it? No, you don't have to, but it still doesn't go wide enough for me to go. So we need to go a little bit wider. Do like a couple holes um, and at least loosen up the ground. But I also need to sit down and talk with... Yes, uh, about getting trees. About getting trees and figuring out what we need to plant, when we need to plant, and how big they're going to be. Because how big they're going to be in the root ball is going to determine what hole size they are. Yeah. For the most part, it took me... It was very... I planted two trees last year, or the year before. One of them is dead, thanks to hail and thanks to a horrible winter. Um... And those didn't take me very long to dig by hand at all. Of course, That's it was true. summer and the ground was really And you soft didn't have a bum knee. But I can wear my brace. It's okay. 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 So these are all the... Pro- this is this is what happened this week. And then uh, a website went down. It's My life is just nuts right now. Um, um, but can I talk about this week from my perspective? Yeah. Talk about your recipe of the week. Well, I mean, kick I, off with that. No, I, I want to talk no? about all the things oh. that you talked about from my perspective. Oh. I mean, I feel super badly about, I talk about food. I feel super badly about the, um, the sprinkler system, <laughs> of course, because I can't do anything about it. How big is this bottle yeah. of wine am I drinking right now? <laughs> if so I don't drink don't it soon, drink. it's going to go bad. You just opened it like two days ago. 1.5 liters. No, no, I opened it like last week. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Um. Anyway. Anyway, I feel really badly about that. But the funny thing about the, to me, um, so you, you did this pallet fence for me around the garden. And you were like, I didn't know it was that big of a deal to you because I was so happy about it. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it 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 in itself isn't a huge deal, although I think it looks cool. And once you were we get, giddy. Once we get everything going you in that giggling. area, it's going to be like... Oh, it's going to be amazing. A super, super cool, yeah. what, almost acre of like just garden slash kid recreational heaven. Um, but... but as I explained to you, part of the reason that it was so exciting for me is I, I might have even said this last week on the show, like, I can't load 30 pallets on a trailer. I can't hook a trailer up to the truck. I mean, I probably could figure out how to do that, but I don't know how. I don't have the skills to cut pallets in half. I don't have the strength. Like, remember, I was going to build the compost thing. You got the pallets, and I, like, bought the brat and middle brackets. And I couldn't even screw them together because I couldn't get the screw to go in the wood at the angle I wanted it to. I was like, what kind of weakling am I? I can't do anything. And it's a very frustrating feeling, especially having a father who is so Mm. capable and like my mom grew up changing the oil in her own cars and very capable too. I don't even know how to change a tire on a car. Is it because you haven't done it or is it because you don't? It's mostly because I've never done it and I've never had the time or the occasion to learn how to do it. But also, I mean, the amount of work that it would take me to lug a pallet across a field and cut it, pry the middle out and cut it in half like you did, um... You know, it would take me three times as long just because I'm not, you know, I don't have the leverage from being tall. I don't have the muscle mass. Um, you know, I do the, I point out to my kids all the time, like basic boy girl differences. Like, did you know that a male polar bear can weigh 1300 pounds and female polar bears are half that size on average? That's crazy. Yeah. But so, I mean, even today we're talking about 
arctic animals and polar bears and i was like hey guys just notice this discrepancy like look at me and your dad not everybody is like that and you know super tall super at least short. you're gonna be you're gonna be a tall woman like you know we think you might marry someone shorter than you and that's okay that doesn't mean that he's not the man in the relationship and you're not the woman you know but generally and on average as ryan anderson would say um men and male polar bears are bigger and stronger and can build fences and can dig holes and things at a much more rapid rate than women even women who are very competent and i mean look at watching total wipeout tonight like you like <laughs> the the ratio we, of men to women that make it to the final is because way it's, more men. it's because of the sweeper yeah like usually i mean even the other ones there's usually more men than women that make it through the first round so my kids and we, to be honest, are addicted to this show on Hulu called Total Wipeout. It's a British show. James Hammond from it came out in two thousand five or two thousand six. Yeah, it's not new. They take they take a group of people from the UK to an obstacle course in Argentina, and it's the most ridiculous obstacle course. It's an excuse then, to make fun of these people. Yeah, James Hammond sits in this British. booth, and then this woman named Amanda is like the down on the thing. Like it's. Other than the building of the obstacle course, it's pretty low production expenses. Oh, super you know, it's low. two people sitting there making fun of the people who are doing it. He's got nicknames for everybody. Anyway, um, the kids think it's hilarious because they they literally have a wall of like punching fists with boxing gloves, and all these people get punched in the face as they're trying to wake it out their way across the wall or punched in the groin. I mean, they're strategically the placed. guy the guy tonight, and then they get punched into a pit of mud. Like <laughs> the guy tonight got. He just, he failed on one of the things and broke his nose. He came out of it and his nose was By the final interview. Swollen. It was like. <laughs> swollen and bright oh. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, usually people don't get pulled that. But the second round for the people, the top, was it 12? The top right. 12 out of 20 make it to round two. And they the stand sweeper. on these big pillars. Mm-hmm. And there's this arm that goes in a circle and it gets higher. And it tries to knock higher and faster. And faster. But so. So some of these, if you have a six foot four man and a five foot four woman, by the time he's really even having to jump, that bar could be at waist height for her. Like, of course, very few women make it through to the final because this is very, very biased in favor of... It's probably why the show's not on anymore. Taller, you know, people who are on average are taller but and man, are it able makes to... For some fantastic oh, it's so disasters. funny. It's so funny. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, so so the fence right. that made me giddy, and then I think it was that night my parents came over to roast hot dogs, and we started talking about doing the drilling the holes for whatever. I don't even know how we got on. I was like, well, if as long as you're drilling a couple of those holes, do you think you could drill something for me to like have a little? Because poor Titus is just dreams of having. A treehouse. Titus dreams of a lot of things. He does. But but he's such a boy. You know, the idea of like having a yeah. fort or a treehouse. Everybody wants to live. It's just such a classic. Everybody wants to have the village that Robin Hood did in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, he's never seen that. What he Got wants. Safety and solace in our trees. What he wants. That's the line. Is what Oliver Vanderbeeker has in the Vanderbeeker's book, book oh. three. Where his uncle, who does construction, takes a week off of work to build Oliver his dream treehouse that has like two stories and bookshelves and then Oliver's 
14-year-old sister runs like a a pulley rope to like send messages to the end of their house and he and his two best friends get to spend the first their the night in it the very first night that it's completed um that's what's really like driven him to that cuz he's now read that book twice hmm. um but um anyway so i'm kind of picturing that and then eventually by the time we're done with s'mores with my dad we have the vision for this um you know this very I mean, it's actually, I was going to say very elaborate. It is kind of elaborate, isn't it? And then I was going to say it's not actually not that elaborate. No. But it kind this, of is. Yeah, everything we're doing is kind of elaborate. And then I, I you know, I'm working, the, the work I'm doing for this nursery is all in trade. And I have some tree ambitions. I love planting trees. I'm addicted to planting trees. Um, and so I'm trading for trees. And my plan is to line one section of our property with Austrian pines, which your dad told me is a good tree to plant. And so I'm like, okay. But then he decides that they need to be watered. I don't really think they need to be watered, but he thinks they need to be watered. And I, he's smarter than me, so I'm going to go with what he says. Um, so they need to be watered, um, which means we're running a new irrigation line. <laughs> Out to another acre. So, so, and then he's like, I mean, well, 300, look how, we factored look how almost pretty this prairie grass looks. Feet. We should irrigate the prairie oh, grass. Man. It's so pretty when it's green. I had to stop <laughs> him there. I'm like, no, this, the whole point of planting this grass was so we didn't have to it water it. It would be nice it. to have it green underneath where the kids have their new play area, though. Anyway, so back to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I read this thing in an interview. We don't live a normal life. Maybe do we? you, no, we don't. And this is actually where I'm going. Maybe you read... Did you read The World Magazine with James K.A. Smith? Yes. So he's the author of the... Yeah, it's what's prompted me to read the book you got me for my birthday or Christmas or whatever. I actually had my mom get it for you for... Yes. Christmas, I think. Yes. Um, so There's he's written... a couple written, comments that just struck me as soul. I wonder if the one that I'm about to mention was one of them. Um, the interviewer quotes Arthur Brooks as saying that... Um, Welfare recipients and trust fund fund babies, both you know exactly what I'm saying. Both struggle with self worth. Yes, yes. Because they yes, feel yes. like they haven't earned anything, and that struck me because I'm I. In light of the playground thing, which I can't do, like it's this, like it's kind of like the kid playground of my dreams, like. I can have climbing ropes on it. I mean, it's basically a series of, like, five bars that I can Mm -hmm. hang anything I want from, right? And the kids can have swings, and especially after moving in here and you being like, I'm never selling a swing set, they're too expensive, and they're too much Oh, I like these. This is going to be way... You know what? I don't care if these logs weigh a 1,000 pounds. It's going to be way easier to install this swing set than one of the ones you get from Costco. It will be, and it will look a lot cooler, and it will last a lot longer because we can change everything out you're saying time out no 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 time out has have anybody i don't think anybody on our podcast has heard the story of putting together the giant jungle gym swing set playground it's not that much of a story yeah it was 600 pages in four days with your dad with your dad was fine but we couldn't believe the amount of work it's like the most insane lego set you've ever it's just for one of those costco swing sets. yeah don't ever buy one just just go buy some raw timbers and hire somebody with a skid steer to do something cool 
way easier. Anyway, I, I so far in, in looking at the yeah, we haven't done anything besides you staining a couple of logs so far. It was fun. Um, huge. They are huge. So It'll big. be super cool and super fun. Oh, I told Lily today. I think I'm gonna buy some climbing, like rock climbing yeah. wall climbing holds, mm-hmm. holds, and just drill them into some of the logs. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tito actually wants to do that to the back of the mailbox one. Well, actually, what would be kind of cool I don't have a is we could set up. We could set up. It's a little elaborate, but we could we do that on one of the logs, and then set up a belay system with a hook on one of the cross beams. So if they do, they can climb up to the top, and if they do fall, I can teach kids how to belay, rope top rope belay from the bottom. That's it, super rad. Okay, we'll get we'll work on that. Okay. Anyway, I just identified with that Arthur Brooks comment right, okay. from yeah. the World Magazine because I'm not doing anything to earn or to deserve, deserve. Like it was literally like, well, what do you want? Well, here's the pin that I've had on my Pinterest as I pull out my phone. Well, we could do that. Really? Well, where do you want it? Which actually leads me to... (laughs) Our kids are getting so funny. That was the funniest comment. I love that our kids are moving beyond, like, knock, knock, who's there? Uh, Mouse? Mouse who? Titus had you... You Titus had you dialed that night. He... Dialed. Yeah, I mean, that goes to talking last week. Like, Titus and I are, you know, we're very similar. He reads me. But so so we're talking about where, you know, my dad's like, well, where do you want to put this very elaborate? Because it'll be big. It's like five timbers that are like, what, 10 feet apart? 10 feet apart. Kind of in a in a half hexagon shape. 10, 10 feet tall. And so, you know, it's going to, the footprint is big. But we have a full acre to choose from. And I'm looking over and we've got... Two dump trucks worth of sand. You're looking in our over sand at me, pile. and then you go, "You're not gonna like this." And we much, have a but... garden, and we have a little bit more of like a garden extension with tires that are growing things. And there's two trees, and then there's our compost bin. And I'm, I mean, I was like, <laughs> I think the ideal place. As you're looking at me, you're not gonna like this very much. Be but... where the compost bins are. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's kind of back, like, towards the back of the property, so, you know, like, kids that are wandering by aren't gonna be like, I'm gonna go play on that, because it will probably be a liability, you know, and stuff, and... Um, and you know, I was joking though. I don't expect you to move the compost. No, you weren't, you were serious. You actually were just conveying the fact that you thought that would be the ideal location. And you were, I think you were testing me out to see how I'd respond. Maybe. And then Titus pipes up. And then (laughs) he's standing behind me. He goes, you know, where would be a great spot to put those? Right where the compost bins are, and he's his delivery was so on point. Yeah, but then without missing he with missing a beat after that he follows up with, you know we have an acre and a half out there. Let's put them right next to the compost bin. <laughs> it was like, wow, buddy. He totally nailed that. <laughs> Did you pick up how he was trolling me today no. at dinner? So uh, the salmon that I made, I always cook salmon on parchment paper because I. I mean, I knew something I, happened. But I, I hate wasn't. cleaning sheet pans, and so. <sighs> If I can cook something on, I basically use parchment paper for anything I do in the oven nowadays, because then I don't have to, although the salmon juice kind of soaked through, so I still have to wash that pan. But cookies, bread, biscuits, anything goes on parchment paper, because then I don't have to wash a pan. So salmon's on parchment paper, and I cut it a little bit long so the end is sticking up, and after 15 minutes in a 400 degree oven, it was completely burned on an edge, just burnt paper 
crumbles. And I, th- I'm not entirely sure what was happening, but I think what was happening is he noticed me pick up a piece, a burnt piece, like a one square inch burnt piece that had fallen off and put it on my plate while we were sitting around after dinner, after we were, I was finished eating and we're waiting, trying to get the little girls to eat. And so he knocked another piece off, another burnt piece off. And I noticed it on the table <laughs> and I picked it up and I put it on my plate. And I bet this happened four or five times before I realized he was doing it on purpose. <laughs> and he was like, he was he was super subtle about it. So I didn't, you know, I didn't even notice him doing it till the last time where he was like, oh, he was cracking funny. himself up too much to not laugh at it. Um, but I was like, you know, it's, it's so <coughs> fun. And like, like the other night when you were like, oh, Lily, your hair is so long and yeah. braidable. And she doesn't miss a beat. And she goes, oh, daddy, your mustache is so long and braidable. <laughs> and she just lost it. She knew she was funny. And she just giggled about that for days yeah. afterwards. But it's so much better for kids to be doing that than like stupid knock knock jokes. Oh, yeah. Where, that really like, you know, the punchline <clears throat> that doesn't even make sense. And it's better to like, I like it when my kids tell jokes like out of Ranger Rick magazine that I can figure out because it makes me feel really good about myself. Um, but when they're like coming up with stuff on their own, it's like a whole new level of like kids growing up and becoming our friends instead of just our like our our charges. There was a couple moments of humor that I remember from both kids. Um, I haven't had a moment with Elise yet, but I don't think she's necessarily... Well, no, I have had that moment with Elise. So with Titus, it was when he was sitting in here. What was the far side that he thought was so funny? Anyway, there was a far side comic that he thought was just hilarious, and it really was funny. And he just, he caught it, everything else. But then there was a moment at the other house when Lily was maybe two, three. She was talking. Titus and Lily were coming upstairs and they were arguing. And Titus is like, yes. Lily's like, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then Lily out of nowhere goes, no. And Titus goes, yes. Wait a minute. And Lily just starts laughing. And she's like, two, three? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. She can't have that developed sense of humor yet. Um, And then Elise, um, Elise was really funny the other day because I said, you know, her kind of humor moment when she starts, you can kind of see when kids start to develop a little bit more sense of humor. I said, we're kind of, I don't know if we're going to, we're getting ready for bed. I think I said, Elise, do you know what my favorite part of the day was? And she goes, without missing a beat, she goes, me. <laughs> and I was like, man. Is that humor? So funny when you get that. <laughs> so funny when you get that. Oh, it was humor with her. I she know. started giggling. I know. Kind of like Elise's, or Lily's comment. But yeah, I don't know. Kids are, kids are funny. It was fun having Titus hang out with me today. He was, he was really this struggling this morning because he felt like he had felt like the trip to the open up the cabin was like a special him and the guys thing Uh, i don't know if he told you that probably not it was it it was hit like you know you and grandpa and you know sometimes you take another guy up there so it's like a guy's thing and um you know he's at the age where he's 
at that psychological development of like what does it mean to be a boy slash man and how do I fit into this this thing called boyhood or manhood and so you know there's very it's I think this this quarantine has been hard on him because Lily and Elise have really bonded as friends and he has been left out of that and he hasn't had boys to play with um and so he um anyway I think he he was just feeling really put out that it's not like a special guys trip that he gets Mm. to do anymore um but that it's a you know now he has to share it with two sisters and there's nothing special about it for him anymore um you know that's the negative way to put it like I can I could see it both ways I was like you you got to hold loosely to the I'm special because when you're one of four kids um we we can work our butts off to make you feel special but if you have a hole in your cup you know your love cup or your I'm special cup has a hole in it nothing we do will ever make you feel special enough because we don't have the time and the energy and the money to make you feel unique and special amongst right four, four kids, kids. Yeah. you know and so it's also not our role to make them feel special but well I mean I think it is I think we... that of all people in the world we're uniquely positioned to know our kids and to help them be seen and known and loved for who they are and delighted in for who they are. Like nobody else in the world can delight in our children like we can. That should be, but I mean, shouldn't that be an outcropping naturally of our engagement with them rather than being, okay. I'm going to deliberately, I'm going to make you feel special by deliberately delighting in you. I feel like we should naturally delight in our children. Like even now with the humor thing we were just talking about. Yeah, we're naturally delighting in our, I, hilarious. I don't always naturally delight in our children. Do you remember, (laughs) were you on the phone call with me, with Tori and Jennifer back when, um, what's her oldest? Is it Ethan? You ring bear at our wedding. Yeah, I think Ethan was a baby. Um, I remember him telling me of Ethan first roller, but there was a there was a moment where I don't know if you remember you were with me or not, but there was a moment there where I asked them what makes their I asked them about parenting or something, and I just I'll never forget this. Tori's like, oh, he's just they're just my kids are my you know my boys are my my buds, they're just my buddies. Just hang out with them. It's fun. Just hang out with them, and it was super simple. That was all it was. Just my buddies and just hang out with them. I thought, that's a great perspective. Like, really, no more, no less. I mean, you can really dive into what parenting is. But um, that helped, at least for me, frame my perspective on parenting. Like, treating Titus. We had a moment. I remember a moment when, or a moment in the afternoon, day, we were working out in the garage. And I was just being my normal, goofy self. You know, the, the type of person I am when I'm in the middle of setting up a live broadcast stream and I've been doing it for hours and my brain's fried and I get kind of goofy and you know just kind of weird and my normal weird self that my adult guy friends tend to see but nobody else and Titus was viewing this and he's like you are so weird dad but he was playing along and I was like well yeah totally but it was I was treating him a little I wasn't treating him like my son I was treating him like like a friend or a friend or whatever and that just that that particular time helped shape that a little bit I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember from Rex and Maraby's parenting class, there were three things about, there was 
respect your kids, like, understand. All I remember is how many times she have sex and Jason being slippery about that it. That wasn't her class. That was his class. Right, but that's all um, I remember. They, I'm surprised I can't remember it because I used to think it quite a bit. They used to say that, like, three key things to do towards your kids are to respect them. Like, they're image bearers, they have their own desires, and they need to be shaped, but the goodness in their desires and the strength of their desires needs to be validated. Like, we need to respect them as as fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, to listen to them, to establish a habit when they're really young of listening um, to the little things they have to say. I think the other one was talk to them. Was it talk to them, listen to them, and respect them? It was talk to them. Yeah, because yeah. I remember her talking about... Uh, the first time we took that class, I it think Titus right. was a tiny baby. And I remember her saying, you know, even if you're going to the store, describe to your kid why you're going to the store, um, the value... What are your family values that drive how you shop at the store? You know, we're, we're having people over for dinner, and so part of the reason we're going to the store is to buy food so we can enjoy having them and just have a... You know, even though it seems weird to be talking nonstop in a monologue to somebody who can't talk back, she said, establish the habit of telling them what's going on in your heart as well as in your family life and establish that pattern when they're very young and then listen back once they start responding and really, really listen to them um, and then respect them. I think those were the three things, but those those stuck with me because I think that those are good principles to live by our little goofballs so you you told me that i needed to eat a cookie oh yeah your recipe of the week yeah i had one already we finished i'm about to finish it so on mondays as part of our we have a day a weekly schedule so we remember what day it is on mondays it started out as i make a cake and then it's shifted because elise picked some uh some almost like donut or like pastries that were branded as breakfast pastries, but we had them for dessert. They're like twists with cream cheese and jam and a pastry dough and then a glaze on top. And um, those were good. I think we've had them three times since Elise picked those off of the website. Um, But um, these, I think I got the idea to start searching for these cookies because I was wondering about a cookie with marshmallows in it. And so, a s'mores cookie for the kids. I don't, no, I don't think I wanted a s'mores cookie. I think I wanted a, mar- a cookie with marshmallows in them. And um, anyway, and Pinterest I came across several times this Momofuku milk bar cornflake marshmallow chocolate chip cookie. And Momofuku is a famous restaurant in New York, and then Milk Bar is a spinoff. It's the Momofuku Milk Bar Cornflake Marshmallow Chocolate Chip Cookie, or MMBCMCCC. Oh, you were that's, you were staring at your phone so you could pull up the abbreviation. <laughs> your mom was like, the what? what? I, it took me a while to figure out what <laughs> you were like, doing anyway. No, it's the MMBCMCCC. When you mentioned Momofuku Milk Bar Cornflake Marshmallow Chocolate Chip Cookie, I thought to myself, that takes up a lot of menu space on a well, board. On a, like, if it was at the restaurant. I've never been to Momofuku, but it would oh, take a lot of it would take up a lot of space. You have been to Momofuku. When Pax and Sue got married, it was we went weird. downtown. Yep. We took the train because we didn't want to put Titus. It feels like so long. And Lily, it was a long time ago. We didn't want to put Titus and Lily 
in a cab because we had a bad experience with Titus in a cab. The last time we he hit his head on, on the, the plexiglass. On the plexiglass. <laughs> we were not holding him tight enough. And so we decided that this that. time we would. Well, we learned from it. Mm-hmm. Like there are no seatbelt laws we in avoided, cabs. We avoided New York cabs. And then we ended up, at, in retrospect, my sister-in-law is a pediatrician, and we were like, "There are a lot of kids hurt in cabs." She's like, <laughs> uh, yes, "Yeah." It turns out that tons. none of her friends. She didn't have kids at the time, but none of her pediatrician friends who had kids would take their kids in cabs unless she they neglected, had seatbelts. She neglected to tell us this, but that's, you know, whatever. So when we went out for their wedding, we called, that was when I discovered Diono car seats that are very slim and solid steel on the inside. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> Dionos are pretty cool. Mom's like, I can put three of these in a row in and, a back seat. And they uh-huh. come with straps that they you can wear straps, as a backpack. And they can the the bottom seat flips and up. And firefighters which, say they're super sturdy, which is is all true. They also weigh the same as a fighter an F fourteen ejection seat. They're I mean, so they weigh like nine hundred pounds. They're steel. Oh my word! <laughs> so we had we we had a baby car seat, but then that one was for Titus that we took to New York, and we yeah. ended up. Just we were gonna install these into cabs wherever we went, and then we would have had to take them inside to restaurants and stuff. Uh, so we ended up doing mostly public transportation where we didn't have to worry about car seats. So we took the train down. Uh, everyone else took a cab, and we met them there. And we had that amazing duck dinner. Do you remember that? Barely. Like we all sat I remember. Around. I remember some. I remember some uh, wood. Barely. Like I wish. I wish some of those experience. I had some of those experiences. After we'd been married a lot longer and I had a sense for what I was eating. Yeah. Or at least where I was eating. Like, yeah. I'd never heard a moment. Like, I just didn't have a sense for who these people were, their notoriety. It was just like, wow, who's this guy? Yeah, it wasn't know. that, it wasn't as special as it would have been if you'd been like, oh, if I, if I go really now, if I went right now, I'd be like, oh, I'm eating a motherfucker. I'd be tripping. I wasn't yeah. tripping so, then. I was kind of surviving so with a child. he had a pastry chef that he then spun off. And I think she now actually owns milk. It's called Milk Bar. Um, she actually owns it now. I don't think David Chen actually owns it anymore. Mm. Um, and it's all like, like their flagship dessert that I think they started as a dessert at Momofuku was a cereal milk ice cream where they would soak the cereal in milk until it disintegrated. And then they would strain out the chunks and then they would turn that into ice cream. Um, because everyone loves drinking the milk after you don't. I, I mean, anyway, I, a do. Lot of people I do. do. I mean, I did as a kid. It was very nostalgic. Um, and so that, like, took off with flying colors. And then they they also invented the naked wedding cake, where it doesn't have frosting on the sides. So you see the, the different layers, and it's a, usually a really tall cake, and it's not frosted on the side. They didn't invent it. They made it cool. You could not frost a wedding cake. You could have, but you wouldn't have paid... <laughs> major bucks for it <laughs> no you'd be like anyway. why'd you give me a half a cake where's the frosting yeah frosting's the best part mm-hmm. i still think the frosting's the best part um i'm a frosting person no, i'm a cake person i'm looking forward to faith's birthday cake i am it's gonna have frosting i think i'm gonna do it's just gonna be a white cake i think or i'd like to do a yellow cake because i think it has more flavor but i don't know how well a yellow cake will stack i'm gonna do a stacked cake and it's going to have... Just try them, because even if it doesn't stack and it, it's a disaster, it'll be a delicious disaster. No, because I really want to try it. I bought at Natural Grocers some natural food, food colorings, because I want to, like, get 
do I want to do different colors of polka dots on the side of it and then um, all like flowers like roses and flowers on the top of it so it'll be like a multicolored flowered cake but then because she turns on one two yes yeah, she holds up her two fingers. index fingers because it's very hard for a two-year-old and that's what we showed her to do yes and she always when you ask her how old are you going to be and she holds up the two fingers she goes happy <laughs> yes happy birthday happy and she's got her two fingers up it's super cute um anyway so i had i i did a little bit of um campaigning because it was titus's turn to choose dessert for monday night and i convinced him that we should give these cookies a try and they're kind of involved because you take the cornflakes and you crunch them up, which he thoroughly enjoyed crunching the cornflakes. And then you toss those with sugar and butter and salt. And then you toast that into little, like the sugar caramelizes in the butter, you know, so it's, you get like a crisp. Um, you had me at cornflakes. You get these little crumbles of like sugary, salty cornflake. Like it's like cornflake granola, basically, like these little crunchy bits. Mm-hmm. And you're essentially trying to create something that will last as a crunch when it's then baked into a cookie so it doesn't turn to mush right. in the cookie. And then you make a very light on flour, just basic chocolate chip cookie dough base. And then you make a little, kind of like a little dish and stick a couple marshmallows in the dish of the cookie dough. And then you put, I put some more cookie dough in the middle to keep them separated. So I used three mini marshmallows in each cookie and then mashed it together and then you refrigerate it for a while so it doesn't just like, because it's all butter and sugar. Like the dough is so much butter and sugar, which is why, so they were, the middles were frozen still. So it was like this great, like there's a little bit of everything in the cookie because the butter and sugar part, like on the edges spread out and turned into this like almost toffee, like kind of salty toffee. And then the inside. It had that caramely toffee flavor yeah to it, it, it had a very toffee flavor it's to made me. it go really but, well with whiskey but then the inside like that was still cold as the outsides were spreading and baking like stayed as more like a classic cookie you know chocolate chip cookie texture and then it had the like crunchy salty sweet cornflake clusters in it and they were kind of a lot of work but they were super good i would totally do them again mm-hmm. yeah i i three or four when they came out of the oven i think i fed you one right away because the sprinklers were going awry (laughs) kids none of you get a cookie yet because you haven't had dinner but your dad needs to eat one right now (laughs) we don't medicate with food but it helps that might have been the case oh those sprinkler systems um i'm super i am super grateful for your dad and his ambition because some of this stuff would get done but i would probably hate life doing it and feel like overwhelmed all the time. Now I only feel partially overwhelmed. It's really hard to now both be adults in our forties and feel so inadequate with like <sighs> yard care and. I don't know that it's necessarily feeling ad- inadequate. I do. For me, for me, it's more of feeling like I have somebody to do it with. Mm. When I have somebody to do it with, it takes the edge off. Mm. You know, it's like I could, yeah. I could do all that. Am I making the right decision? I don't know. Because if I'm not making the right decision, I'm blowing a whole lot of money. Um, so it's nice. And then I've got to be out there. Yeah. Bounce has somebody. Like, I, I'm a very collaborative person. I like 
bouncing things off of people because I don't like making decisions in a vacuum. I like coming up with really good processes and presenting like two or three. Like, here's the three options and the pros and cons of each. I enjoy that part. Um, but like, I, you know, your dad and I were researching the same thing and we came to different conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's nice um, having somebody <laughs> smarter than you in the room. <laughs> It's like, ah, I'll learn from this and go, you know, but it, some of it too is financial. Like he's just like, I'll just, he's just going to throw money at it until it's fixed. And I can't do that. Your dad can. So I'm not going to complain, obviously. <laughs> we would fantastic. run out of money and I'd be out there with a hose. <laughs> <laughs> like last year. <laughs> We'd be out there with that that sprinkler I put in for your garden. Um, yeah, it's, I w- oh. so I'm grateful for the cookies. I'm grateful for people. I, you know, you said you, it's nice to have someone doing it with you. I find that with our kids, they, they do their schoolwork so much better when I'm sitting there. Like, you know, they're, they do their piano lessons on the computer and they just maintain their calm and they can persevere longer if I'm just sitting next to them. Like there's somebody in it with them or doing their math even a page that's all review and that they know how to do if i'm just sitting there with them not even helping necessarily but just being in it with them or the classic one and this is like a well-known thing like if you want kids to learn how to do puzzles or to color by themselves you do side-by-side stuff with them as Mm -hmm. the adult you do for me, like if I turn on a coloring, a drawing tutorial for the kids, I do it too. And all of a sudden it goes from, I can't draw this to, hey, look what I just drew. Um, well, it's kind of the same concept. Like I've asked friends, I've told friends like, hey guys, this Saturday I'm pulling apart the brakes on my car. And if you want to come hang out, I'll give you beer. And I'm not expecting them to help. Like, I just would this be a whole lot more fun if you guys yeah. just sat on a couch in my garage. And yes, I have a couch in my garage. It's an old beat up couch that Molly's brother gave Molly from his frat days. So I don't recommend it. Anyway. No, it was, at, it was, he graduated from college early and bought it for his first apartment. And all his frat brothers really? would come The striped yeah. ones? I thought they were frat. Oh, they he, came in. Okay. All right. He bought them for his apartment in Detroit. All I remember was frat. Yeah. A lot of frat brothers slept on so, it. So. Yeah, so it's just like, just come have a beer on the couch while I work. I don't know, you don't have to work. It's just more entertaining and more interesting. It's like having Titus out there, like, today. Titus was super helpful today. Um, But just even having him there was a little more fun than not, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can get really in a zone with certain things and be like, I don't want anybody else around me right now because I need to focus. But other things, it's like, no way. I'm interested in doing that. Like, some jobs, you know, running irrigation line, renting the trencher, that's super doable. It feels really overwhelming, and I would probably put it off forever. Mm-hmm. Like this is something I need to do. I get lazy and be like, I'm just gonna run a hose. You know, I'm just gonna water my hand because that'd be a lot easier. Whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's not. It's like just go rent a freaking trencher and just do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, so I just checked, you guys. I just checked our Printify, uh, Printful, Printful order. There's two different companies. I can't remember which one we're doing now. Printful. Uh, just checked our printful order and it's in process. So oh. hopefully by next week, maybe it looks like it's going to be shipping in four shipments, which should be fun. We can check the quality control on the items and then launch the store. So you guys can all show your love. It should be awesome. Four shipments. And then Let's next go. week we might have a cool announcement about, um, 
announcement. I don't know if it's an announcement. Um, anyway, we found out tonight we might have scored ourselves a trailer. Uh, we'll know more tomorrow. But um, that could be that could be really interesting. <laughs> In the meanwhile, since our <laughs> since our show, our podcast last week, where at the very end I was like, hey, look at these friends just bought this trailer that has a pop-up camper on top of it. Jared has spent the entire week and all his spare time researching car top tents. Well, you had started it because you like it all well, of a sudden opened up a new you. it opened up a new world. But I so I've been looking, I've always known about the existence of rooftop tents, but I've always ruled them out. Not really realizing what they were because I've never actually looked at them. It's like the, the price. I'm like, no way. Because it's almost three thousand um, dollars for one plus. Two. Yeah, the one really guy is two grand. Plus the rack that it mounts on and um, stuff, right? You guys, yeah, three grand total. You guys, <laughs> they come with like high end foam mattresses that are huge, like way bigger than like your we California could possibly King. sleep all six of all us. six of us in one rooftop tent and it takes less than a minute to, or a minute and a half less than two minutes to set up and tear down like this is blowing my mind right now like I, I've known they've been out there now I know what the cool thing is about them so anyway next weekend right now we're tentatively scheduled to go camping up at uh, in a BLM area north of town here with some friends um, where they've developed a bunch of mountain biking trails. So we're gonna, I'm going to introduce the kids to downhill mountain biking, which would be super fun. I've been working with them at the house um, on technique. And so that'll be a lot of fun, but we're going to spend the night. And I've always had this grand vision, stupid as it may be, like taking my kids to Big Sky or taking my kids to Idaho or taking my kids to You've had this grand places. vision since last summer. Because it was awesome. And I was like, this would be even more <laughs> awesome if my kids were with me. And, uh, but yeah, we, we camp overnight. We just, we park it somewhere and we just camp and hang out and then we go ride mountain bikes and it's super fun. Um, you know how dads get. So anyway, rooftop tents make this a whole lot easier. I mean, we have a really nice, uh, big Agnes, um, six person tent that we've had for a long time, um, that we've used like once a year <laughs> at the church camp out. Um, or last year we used their church camp out. No, we didn't have church camp out last year. Last year we because it was cabin. cabins. It was super weird. But you used but then a, a rancho pancho. The panchos. Yeah, the panchos house. They've got this little mini farm south of town, and they had and that's where we got dads and daughters. Where we got our cat. And they had dads and daughters over to it was camp dads in the and backyard. Kids. Dads and kids to uh, overnight camp, tent camp in their backyard. So we stayed up and drank lots of lots and lots of whiskey and smoked lots and lots of cigars. After getting your kids to sleep. After getting the kids to sleep. And then we woke up and made pancakes for everybody. It was super fun. And um, they, their cat had just had kittens that all of the kids, 20-some kids, dragged around. Yes. And that's why our cat is so long-suffering. <laughs> she spent her entire they life... Did. You guys, these cats, these kittens are... Could probably... You could argue they've been abused. Like, they just get drug around from the time they're teeny, teeny, tiny... Hauled around, picked up, put down, dropped, hung by their dropped, hung by their feet. I mean, it's, it's amazing, and we have the best cat ever. She is such a good cat. She's got such a great personality. <laughs> She's like, whatever, I'll just sit here. And then I'm she hangs really. out with dogs. I'm, I'm pretty scratched up. She hangs out with dogs, and so she thinks she's a dog. The other morning, she got up and tried to do her like arch back and rub up against Maui's feet, and he's like. <laughs> Like a pansy dog. Then he goes into my garage and then pees all over my tarps. What a turd. I'm never buying a male dog again. I'm over Good it. Good thing you didn't buy that male dog. Holy all of our crap. pets so far have been free. <laughs> That's true. In our I'm married that life. 
<laughs> Even if it's a free male dog, I'm not getting a free male dog. Or you it's get terrible. him neutered when he just before he learns uh, how to lift his leg. And... So anyway, yeah, we're looking at we were looking at the option of um, of a smaller trailer at this point. Um, because it, Molly was really, she's like, look at this, I get this cool kitchen and there's a place to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, you can do all this stuff. And then I'm looking at all the benefits of the rooftop car system. Like, well, we could have the camper and the rooftop tent when I want to just like take the kids and go somewhere for the weekend. And um, if we do a road trip with all of us, then right. we have people sleeping in the tent and in the camper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like our friend said, we love the camper. Like we stopped off. We got it somewhere early. And me, the me rooftop. And friends, the rooftop tent. And, you know, our, our toddler took a nap up there, you know, just at in the, a parking in lot. In a parking lot. It's like, that's freaking brilliant. Where was this when we had our forerunner and Titus that's and true. all the jam? You know, we didn't. So anyway, um, we've got. Yeah, I'll, we could tell the share the story. We'll have more share on the story you, next week. But, but the story right now is that you spent a lot of time and you're yeah, excited about I spent the a lot of time the finding the largest one I can find is the Tough Stuff um, rooftop tent, and then I get a I get a really great um, discount with Rhino Rack. So I've been I've been wanting to I was originally planning to do this cool platform rack anyway, but now it just makes it a lot easier to make that decision. So here's to uh, amended 2018 tax returns. <laughs> Way nicer to your wallet and stimulus payments, and <laughs> hopefully we get paid this month. It's always weird going into a month and never knowing if you're going to get the paycheck or not. Yeah. Life of your wife owning commercial real estate. Yeah, way to go, honey. You're a landlord. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I file the annual reports, but she's a landlord. Okay, so follow us on toobusytoflush.com tb2f.com uh, Instagram website I don't even know if I even started a Facebook account you um, did start one we only had one I only had one submission for JR like swag like oh so we can we can send him the free stuff it's my cousin Paul we don't have any free stuff um not yet anyway um so Paul your efforts may be in vain um yeah Hopefully the online store will be coming soon. You can support us through that. If we have links in the show today, I don't think we have too many links, Amazon links in the show. I'll link I'll send you a link to the cookie recipe. Yes, if you buy but if you buy stuff on Amazon through our links, our affiliate links. We'll um, link some cornflakes on past there. shows. <laughs> you will support us because we are an Amazon we are in the Amazon affiliate program. So we appreciate that. Um, all the money does go back into the show. Uh, I think we've got a buck. What did I say? What did I say last week? A buck eighty one? I think a dollar eighty one. Yes, we're doing pretty well. Dollar eighty one. Website hosting, podcast hosting, all the jazz, all the jazz. And that's it for me. You got anything else you want to? No, I gotta go carry a seven year old girl upstairs. Please rate us five stars and share us with your friends. Please share us. That's like the biggest thing, because we think we're pretty great, and we hope <laughs> you think we're pretty great. We're not vain. I'm just saying. I, I list. I don't listen to podcasts. Alright, I got nothing. I'm out. You done? Nope, I'm done. Alright, love you. See you guys.